Welcome to the Woo Woo Woman podcast. My name is Shelly and I'm your host. I'm a self-taught astrologer, modern mystic, yogic guide, and women's empowerment coach living in the South Florida area. This podcast was created with the intention to share the tools, people, and modalities that have continued to help me shift and heal to up-level my life in efforts to inspire and encourage you to do the same. Thank you so much for being with me. Hello and welcome to the Woo Woo Woman podcast. Today we're taking it on a walk because baby Emmett decided not to take his full-blown nap and maybe he'll nap on today. But I have a very exciting guest for you all today, Miss Jessica Schiller-Silverman. She is the founder of a live podcast as well as the founder of Mozen Wellness. And her and I connected, oh my gosh, how many years ago is it now? Like four, five yeah. years ago? At least four or five years, way before the pandemic. Yeah, way before the pandemic, it was at Yoga Expo. She took one of my classes and we vibed and we've been kind of back and forth here for a little bit trying to get this out to you all. And today was the day and I don't think that there was a mistake as to what day (laughs) it all landed on because today is February 1st and we are welcoming in a new year with the Chinese calendar. And this is the year of the water tiger. And girl, I don't know about you, I'm sure, but I've done some research about the energetics that are linked to this upcoming year and holy guacamole, like super potent, super powerful, super like prosperous and progressive. And I'm so excited for what you have to share on the act of the new beginnings with not only this energy that we have behind us today, but just the energy that we have behind us this whole entire year. So thank you so much for being with me, carving out the time to share all that you have to share. And without further ado, Miss Jessica. Thank you for the grand introduction. I literally have body bumps. <laughs> that was so beautiful. The whole introduction and really the spirit of our conversation today, right? The beauty. I call it the beauty of new beginnings. And today being right, the, the Chinese New Year, the year of the water tiger. It is also a Jupiter year, which Jupiter being the most expansive yes. planet in the solar system. Like I just feel that expansiveness. And for myself personally, I know I told you before the podcast that I am recovering from what I think was the virus really affected me for about three weeks. And so I'm really feeling this energy of revival of the Phoenix rising. Like every day yes, even I was going through it. I was so depressed, but I felt my body healing slowly every day. And I gave such gratitude for the power of what our bodies can do, what our minds can do, really the metaphysics behind that. And speaking of kind of divine connections, you mentioned the class that I took with you and how we connected at Yoga Expo. I have the card. I think I pulled it on my podcast last year. I forgot to bring it down. So I brought it down. I just found it in my desk. The tarot card that I got from you. The Knight of Feathers. And you know what's really interesting as you like say this too, and maybe some of our listeners could probably agree with this. Up until December to right about now, my body has actually been calling for rest. It's been calling to like claim a full time out to really hit the pause button. And we have always been like a society that's always focused on the doing. And I think that there's definitely a time and place for the doing, right? But then there's also this part that needs surrender. 
And I think stepping into, you know, the energetics of this upcoming year, it does require us to surrender a little bit and to kind of allow ourselves to fall into the flow. And just as you said, the year, a Jupiter year, this is so expansive, right? But it's also one of blessings. It's one of good luck. And you could take what unfolds in 2022 and you could say, well, how is that lucky, right? Because there's going to be some shit going down. But at the same time, it's like, well, it creates the restructure. It creates the new build, which is ultimately the new beginning. Yes. And I'm really feeling into this rest from a space of actually just recently had, I don't know if you've read the book, Yin Magic by Sarah Robinson. I actually found her on Insight Timer. Her meditations are really magical. They're rooted in like fairy tale and stories of old witches and tales and folklore. I mean, it's very beautiful, different style. And I just had her on my podcast. Check that out. Yeah, it released last week. And the whole spirit of like, I had a ritual, or I still do, was put on pause for a bit, to just go sit at my pool and read the book and really soak in the spirit of yin. Like really just that yin, that rest, that sense of being one with all that is instead of what do I need to do right now? Like, who do I need to be right now? And really just resting in that. And it's ironic that I pulled this card out that I got from your class, action and focus, because the me of a couple of years ago would look at this and say, okay, I've got to set right the beginning of the year, right? I've got to set goals. I've got to set intentions. And then, okay, one to two, three steps that I'm going to take today to make that happen. But I just like you since December, really December, I took a pause completely from everything for about two weeks. And I haven't really felt called completely back yet. Like I'm really just feeling into this space of immersion, of restoration, of really just tuning in in every moment to my body and just seeing what my body needs right now. Do I need rest or do I need to move? And really just letting my body speak before my mind, because before I was so controlled by the mind. And that's not really where we live, right? That's not really being in, in a state of presence. And I honestly feel like through this space of yin, through this space of tuning in completely to intuition, that's where the masculine and the yang comes back to life, right? It's all in balance, right? Just like we're in a new moon now, which is a, a space of winter, right? Of complete restoration, of complete, right? The moon is at its darkest point. And slowly it waxes back to full. And we as humans are no different. I totally agree with you. And what I also kind of came through to me as you were speaking and as I was listening to you was the ability to also reinvent yourself, right? Because it's almost like you can think of like the metamorphosis like with the butterfly. And it was interesting because the butterfly was like flying in the distance. And it was like, you know, that process of trusting where you've been, but using where you've been to help build something new. And sometimes that requires us to hit the pause, to be within that stillness so we could start fresh, but we could start fresh from a place of true authenticity, not necessarily what Instagram's asking of us, not necessarily, you know, what society is asking of us, but something that's like deeply rooted in self. And that requires us to kind of withdraw from what's happening in order to really truly not only feel through what's happening, but also to have our own experiences of where we're going. Yes. It's funny you mentioned Instagram. I talked to one of my students in my Digitally Savvy membership yesterday and she posted like a really fun story and a reel. And she used to get really stressed about it. We actually had a session last week. It was like my first time being on Zoom in almost a month. 
And I was really stressed about it because normally I do so much like this pressure to perform. And I really just channeled spirit in that moment. And I said, you know what, we're just going to take this hour and we're going to meditate and we're going to take the pressure off of everything. And we're just going to sit in stillness and silence. Like I don't even have to talk the whole time, even if I'm leading the session. Like I really just took that pressure off myself. And she sent me a message yesterday and she said, my content has flowed so beautifully since last week. Because you really just gave me permission to pause. You gave me permission to take the pressure off. And I think that's so beautiful. And she goes, and I'm just having fun with it. And I said, that's what life is about. Like if something doesn't feel connected, if something doesn't feel authentic and true to yourself, I don't force anymore. And I used to. Oh, I should should do that. Right. I should take the podcast opportunity. I should take the speaking engagement. I should post reels because it gets the most engagement. But honestly, I've grown without that. And we don't need to do what other people are doing. I think that truly the spirit and the beauty of beginnings is always first tuning into what you need. Asking yourself in meditation I did this morning, she said, what do you need right now? And asking yourself that every morning as, as an intention and as a ritual and as a practice, like what do you need before you give to others? And just really loving yourself. And there's actually a beautiful quote. I saved it. I want to read it now from uh, my meditation this morning. And she said, true belonging is the spiritual practice of believing in and belonging to yourself so deeply that you can share your most authentic self with the world and find sacredness in both being a part of something and standing alone in the wilderness. True belonging doesn't require you to change who you are. It requires you to be who you are. Yeah. That is amazing. Ah. It's funny because I was reached out to somebody who like I truly value and I work with. And she's like, you know, how are you like doing this Instagram stuff? Like, should I be posting every day? Should I be doing this and that? And I'm like, girl, honestly, what you see on my gram is like what comes through. Sometimes I'll see a reel and I'm like, ah, I want to do that reel. I have an idea for that. And there was so much resistance towards doing reels. And now that I do it, I actually have given myself the opportunity to play. And I realized that I hadn't been giving myself room to play, like playtime, to just be like silly in my own being. And there was a part of me, I think that, of course, there's like the layers of like growing up and there's the layers of, you know, childhood where it's like, you know, you don't do that in church. Don't do these kinds of things. Like, this is not the right place. This is not the right time. And like that childhood, like, I guess innocence was kind of chiseled out at such an early age. And at the same time, it's like, yeah, we have to step into who we are. And you can do those things if you feel led to, but it shouldn't be contrived, right? It shouldn't necessarily be like, oh, I have to post every single day. I have to do a reel. I have to do all these things. I have to be this way with my boss. And it's asking us to kind of step up and step into our own power and own it in such a way. So we can start that new beginning. And I think that this upcoming year is very much about those duality energetics. It's like the ability to be in our masculine and the active parts and the doing parts, but also in our feminine that brings us back the opportunity to surrender and also allow the flow of life to sweep from under us and lead us to where we need to go instead of where we feel like we should be or where we think we need to be. And Stepping into that new vibrational frequency of self is also, you know, a part of stepping into a new vibrational frequency of community. 
and in a way that really does embrace and embody who they are. Yes, yes, yes. I actually, I love how you mentioned duality. When you were saying that, I wrote down what I said earlier. It's like an immersion, like you and I put together. I mean, we always jive so well. It's just really beautiful. Like I remember when you were on my podcast, it's always just so organic. And like you said, like your content on Instagram is not curated and neither is mine. Like I just love to play, right? It's really this duality. And I really see this year as this balance of the permission to pause and then the permission to play. Like, what if we just lived our lives that way instead of exactly like you said, to be contrived, to curate everything, to have it be so perfect, right? There is no such thing. And what I realized too is what my definition of curated was, was just something I created in my own brain. It was just my own story. It wasn't even something that is a thing in the world. And I just realized it's from the ego. It's all like, yeah like this person or I should do this thing. And this is the secret to success when really, and that's this whole journey I've been on really since the pandemic started is this undoing of all of that, like Phoenix rising, like completely burning away all of those stories. If I don't answer a client today, that's okay. If I have to cancel a call, that's okay. If I don't go on camera and I just put my audio on, that's okay. Like just showing up even 30% is okay, right? It's better than not showing up at all. And I think that permission to pause and then the permission to play, like you said, just have fun with it. I never gave myself time for that either. And now I have two days in my calendar that are basically the anchors of my week. It's Monday and Friday. Those are my play days. I've got nothing on my calendar. And I really stay intentional to that. Those are my creative days where I write. Maybe I play with reels. Maybe I learned something new. That's just time for me to really figure it all out and be messy and fun. And that's life. Like my podcast alive. Like that's what it means to me to be alive. It's just to be completely unbridled and wild in everything that you do. Love that so much. So tell us a little bit about your pod. What obviously you already said what it stands for, but give us a little bit of insight because I absolutely love it. And I love all of the amazing people that you have on your pod and all that you're doing in the community with that. I know that you're actually going to be speaking at a podcast convention, which congratulations, yeah. that's amazing and exciting. So give us a little deets about what you got going on over there. Yeah, actually, my first time speaking live. So I've done podcast three times now virtual. And this will be the first time that they're reopening live since the pandemic. Because they're the last time they let it live was in 2020, like February, and then everything shut down and they've kept it virtual since. So I'm a little nervous because I probably haven't been around that many people in like three years or two years. You got it. You got it. But um, (laughs) something just told me, I was like, you know what? Put your name in there. And if you get selected, like it's from the divine, like it's meant to be funny. And that's exactly what I did when I put my name in in 2013 for the lottery for the Chicago Marathon. I've never run a marathon in my life, but I was like, I just like to play. I like to play with the universe and see, right? Just like pulling a tarot or an oracle card, but like in real life, like I'm just going to put my name out there. And if I get selected, right, then it's truly, truly from the divine. So that's really how my podcast came to be. Podcasting really changed my life. And that's why I'm so passionate, not only about my own show, but of course, guesting on other people's podcasts, other aligned souls, just like you that I've vibed with from the second I heard your voice at your yoga class. And 
It's been such a gift to me because I started as a listener, then as a guest, and, and now as a podcaster. And now I am a blend, of course, of all three. But that's the only thing I could do when I was sick for the last three weeks. The only thing I could really stay committed to in my practice was listening to podcasts. And it's just such a healing elixir for me. It's such medicine to listen to other people's stories. And I love the way you have your podcast really organic. And it's almost like somebody's buzzed into our conversation in our Zoom room, or it's like they're here in the room with me. And that's what I love so much about listening. It's just like you're like a fly on the wall listening to somebody else's conversation and their story. And you can feel the emotion in their voice. And it gave me hope. And I think what we need more than anything right now in this new reality is hope. It gave me hope at that time. I was living in San Francisco. Uh, this is back in like 2015, 2014. We were commuting you know, to and from San Francisco three hours a day in the car, crazy traffic. And that was the only thing I looked forward to in my day. I was in a corporate job making six figures absolutely depressed and anxious, miserable. I used to suffer from panic attacks every single morning and then every single night going to bed thinking about it. But as soon as I got in the car and I found podcasts, I heard all these stories of people stepping away, of living their most authentic life, of just doing what they love and not worrying about how it's all going to fall into place, how the money's going to work. And gosh, at the time we were living in San Francisco, which is the most expensive city in the world. And finally, I just a podcast inspired me to step away from it all. I had no plan. I had no job. I had no backup job. I had nothing. My husband actually quit too. We didn't know how we were going to make the rent. But somehow, and that's why I'm so committed to my faith, because I've seen it work. I'm living proof that the more you stay committed to faith, it's like almost at the darkest hour. Like Sometimes it would be the 31st of the month and the money would come. Like Somehow it would work. So podcasting just inspired me to create everything I've created, right? Over seven years ago. And, and I'm still not only surviving, but thriving and continuing to grow in everything that I offer. And for years, I wanted to start my own podcast, but I didn't know how. I was like, I don't know. It just seems like so much. It's so complicated. What technology do you need? And how do you get guests? And, you know, is it going to be something that I can commit to? Cause I never like to commit to something unless I know I can give you know, 150%. But through the pandemic, I really went through an emotional breakdown. I don't know a better way to explain it. It almost felt like exactly how I felt going to and from San Francisco every day. I was really feeling depressed again, wondering, you know, when am I going to get to live my life? And I know Florida was open. We only were closed for a couple of months, but I put myself in lockdown. I didn't leave the house very much except to go for walks. This whole thing really crippled me and put me in a state of fear that I couldn't get myself out of, honestly, until the last few months. And that's when I started my podcast. It was September of 2020. And it was all born out of just a need to voice everything I was going through. My first few episodes were solo. And then I was afraid to have guests on because again, it's this commitment and finding the guests and scheduling the guests. But ever since then, oh my gosh, I've connected with such amazing people. Like I just said, you know what? I felt something in my heart. Like you have to do this. Like you have to take this podcast to the next level to make it a community, right? So it's not just about you. It's about all of the amazing guests and their stories. And then the listeners that connect to that, right? It's this beautiful community that I envision of this coming alive again, right? Just like I did when I quit my job 
in San Francisco. And then just like I did again in creating this podcast to help myself personally come alive again from my struggles with mental health and, and anxiety and depression. And now the podcast has just become such a beautiful extension of that. I mean, people that I admire that I never thought I would ever get to talk to on the podcast. I just had Kate Northrup on. I talked to her last year. She's been a mentor I followed for years. I had a couple from HGTV. I watched their show every weekend. And I mean, it took a while, but eventually I got them on and still trying to get Leanne Rhymes on. <laughs> I do talk to oh, her yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> But it's let's go, Leanne. Get it done. <laughs> yes, yeah. She actually has an amazing podcast called Holy Human. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's amazing. I knew that she had a podcast, but I haven't actually invested in listening. But I do have to agree with you that podcasts have always been super therapeutic, and it's very interesting how it all evolves. Because for me, I was I was a listener, of course, first, and I was just like, God, like the ability to be able to just like spill your heart out for free for people in such a way that while you're healing, you're also encouraging others to take a peek at themselves and offer them the ability to heal and the ability to be not just humble, but also completely vulnerable in that space, right? Because in the end, when you know I do a lot of solo podcasts still, just because I feel like a lot of people probably prefer like the rawness of it all, and myself too, because sometimes it is just like this ability to purge what is going on within and the space for others to be like, damn, like she goes through that too. Or like, that's how I'm feeling. And the ability to have and build that community, like you said, is definitely organic when you're able to step onto these platforms in such an organic fashion. And that's why I don't like planning. I don't like curtailing. I don't like asking specific questions. I'm just like, here's the topic. Let's roll with it. Baby and all in the background. You know, it's just yeah. like, it is, it is what it is. And it's so beautiful to hear how you've blossomed and bloomed. And in a sense, it's also very empowering. It's like, you know, I didn't think I could do this thing. And I'm here doing this thing. And like, I'm thriving, you know, I'm growing, I'm blossoming through this process at one point in my life, scared the living shit out of me to do. Yeah. And I think that that is just like what I would love to drive home for people, whoever is listening. If there is something on your heart, it's just like step forward. The time is now. You are being called. And I think that that knock on the heart for most people, it's just going to get louder and louder and louder until we take a listen and they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. And that's exactly what happens. Fuck it. Your phones. I'm going to record myself and I'm going to figure it out. And the process itself is also so beautiful, you know, like the whole learning process, the building. And yeah. at the time too, I'm with you with the whole guests. And I was just like, you know what? I want guests, but right now maybe I'm okay with not having guests and it'll build when it's supposed to build. It'll grow the way it's supposed to grow or not. Exactly. And I love that you're able to really, truly authentically offer your heart out for free in such a way that other people can listen and other people can relate to. It's so beautiful. I just love it. I can think of nothing I love more that I... Well, I shouldn't say nothing. I love more that I do in my business. But <laughs> it's such a labor of love. I mean, I even released an episode. I love that. I was like dying from this virus. I was, my husband helps me with the editing. I was like, we got to get this podcast out. And he's like, are you crazy? It's okay if you... I mean, I release them every other week still just to kind of keep it balanced for my own lifestyle. 
But I was like, I have to get this out. It's just like, I love it so much. And somehow spirit gave me the energy for an hour to write show notes, to get it scheduled, to get it out there. Right. And that's, I think, going back to what you said earlier, right? This play, this permission to play. When you're thinking about starting something, even if it scares the shit out of you, to me, that's the first step. It's just allowing, giving yourself that permission to play. That's what I did with my podcast. I said, I have no idea how to start. Excuse my rent a fucking podcast. I don't know. I have a voice and I have a story to tell and I'm going to figure it out. And it's so funny because for months and months, my husband and I would go for walks and, you know, I would talk about it and he's like, when are you just going to do it? Like how many webinars are you going to listen to? How much research are you going to do on equipment and just do it? Like literally all you need is an iPhone (laughs) to record and some earbuds and a conversation and start solo and then have a guest or just balance, you know, between that. And then you'll figure it out. And that's exactly what I've done, not just with my podcast, but with everything that I've ever created. That's what creation is, right? Yeah, I'm totally with you. Allowing yourself to slowly blossom into it, to figure it out. I mean, the technical shit, like you get it eventually, right? It's just like learning anything. (laughs) I mean, that's just... But allowing yourself to play, I think is the hardest part. Like there are just so many times in business where I'm like, as adults, I'm like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time. Like, I don't have time to sit and learn. Like, I don't have time for this webinar. I don't have time to play on Canva and, you know, make fun graphics. But the funny thing is, is the more I gave myself the time, the more time I actually had. Right. And that's why I believe in Kairos time, right? Which is time is infinite, right? Versus Kronos time because time is just perception. And the more I just kind of live in that space, the more time actually is carved out for me from the universe because I trusted that it would all fall into place. But all I had to do was just take that first step or allow myself three hours to play. You know, who gives a shit if it's productive or it's not like it all serves a purpose. And it also the the ability to play and step into that energy also allows you to begin again. And some people are like, oh, I feel so stuck. I feel like, you know, nothing's changing, nothing's moving. And it's like, well, give yourself that time to explore something that you've always wanted to explore and notice how that in and of itself is going to open up the doorway to begin again and yes. to step into, you know, we think of like the new year as like this new opportunity to start new things, but essentially the ability to start new things, new opportunities. It's your new year. It, resolutions whenever throughout the year you're like you know what now's the time for change you know and that is stepping into not only your creative energy but it's stepping into the flow of where you're intended to go and be open to what comes your way maybe it's successful maybe it's not i heard this one quote and i forgot where i heard it probably from a podcast somewhere it's like you got to fail a lot in order to figure it out because the failing gives you the contrast and the failing gives you the lesson So if even if you step into something that, you know, isn't really right right now, trust that that is giving you the growing pains for something more. And like, I've gone through that myself. I remember the first website I did, I was all about nutrition and it was called Train the Triad. I did the whole nine and then that evolved into yoga and then yoga invited in the opportunity to work with the tarot and then tarot with meditation and so on and so forth. And then this is like a culmination of the process, but the process has to be initiated. And that initiation and that starting process is so powerful. And like energetically, they say that you have enough time, like with the portal or the energetic portal of this Chinese new year between the first and the 15th 
to like get your poop in a group and figure out what and where you want to go. And even if it's a start of just writing it down, that's a start. And then, you know, moving through, but again, allowing, and it's so confusing for some people like, wait, hold up. Like I have clients and like, wait, so you want me to do, but then you just want me to allow and like not do. And I was like, well, there's the action, there's the intention, but there's also the trust that's holding and cradling that action and that intention where you do it. And then you say, okay, just like you did, you have to take an act to write your name down to be a part and the speaker, a part of this podcast convention. You didn't put yourself in that act. There would have been no possibility, right? So it's yeah. like the act, the initial act has to happen. And then there's that trust that it's going to bring you where you need to go. And it's such a beautiful unfolding. And like looking back at my own life, and I'm sure that you could say the same, that like ever evolving, ever unfolding and ever changing. And there's so much beauty in that. There's like the nectar of life in it. Yes. So beautiful. I love it. <laughs> Yes. And again, you said it like this balance of like act and then trust. And I wholeheartedly believe this. And I've actually read a couple of books recently that just really speak to this so beautifully. I don't know if you've heard of this author, Florence Scovel Shin. I'm almost done with her complete work series. Yes, I've heard of her. I've heard of her. It's amazing. This book was written like 100 years ago, almost 100. It was like written in the 20s, 1920s, I believe, or the early 1930s. And so much of it is still true today. And honestly, we haven't even evolved as much as as metaphysically, right? With a lot of these beliefs, because like you say, like, I have this commitment, and how am I going to pay the bills, right? Like the logic comes into play. But the whole theme of all her works, like she's got the game of life and how to play it. Your word is your wand. That's the magic right there is your word. And that's the act, right? Say it, speak it, put it into existence, write it down. And then there's that trust, right? That balance of trust, of faith, of knowing that even if that doesn't come to you, right? And that's what she speaks about so well. And I say this as a mantra in my mind every single day when I feel that logical brain just chiming so loud is that what is meant for you will not flee you. What is meant for you will come. And that's the, that's the affirmation I say every day. Like, yes, I want to set this intention or better. Whatever is meant for me, bring that to me, universe. Bring that to me, spirit. Bring that to me, God. Like whatever is meant for me will come to me. And if it's not meant for me, then it won't. This client, this opportunity, this creative venture, if it doesn't work out, then it's not meant to be. Or like you said so beautifully, like I learned from it that I had to go through that to learn this right? It almost, it's like synchronicity. It's, it's again, it's like reading tarot oracle, like each act is a clue. And even if that particular venture doesn't work out, it leads you to something better. The failure teaches you what doesn't work. And that leads you closer and closer to what does. And I just think that's so beautiful. And I say that all the time to my clients that are worried like, oh, gosh, I thought this person was going to sign up and then they didn't. I said, well, it just wasn't meant to be like what is meant for you will not flee you. Like you can never say the wrong thing to the right person. And I truly do believe that. I am totally with you on that on so many levels because I say that to myself on the daily. I'm Mm -hmm. like, whatever is meant for me is meant for me. I can never, regardless of what happens, regardless of what unfolds, in some way, shape or form, it will make its way to me. Like there's nothing that I can fuck up that bad that I mess up what should have been mine, you know? And that belief, I think, too, is also very liberating because it gives us the space to be human. And as much as like we talk about all this woo and we talk about like the ability to kind of be in the flow and the universe and all this stuff and 
we also have this opportunity to be human and be in that playful mode and to express and to fuck up and to experience because those experiences actually lead us into a deeper sense of knowing of self as well as growth. We are not only meant to be, but like in our being, right? Because like in your mind, you're like, I'm meant for something more, right? That's so vast. But then once you have those experiences, you begin to refine it. Where like, you know that you know without really knowing how you know it, unless it's like that guttural feeling, like that sacral pull, right? That's like, no, this is it. And it gives us that that freedom to be who we are and who we are intended to be and experience what we are intended to experience and need to experience, right? Because like, I mean, not for nothing, like I was married prior, but if I would have met my husband now before, I wouldn't have appreciated him. I know it sounds terrible, but like, that's where I was. But like, sometimes you have to step into these other facets of who you are and see the contrast in order to be with and allow you know yes and i, I think love that said, if you give yourself permission to fuck up you never fear it right it's like no. oh well, like i've done this before i fucked up before it's okay and yeah, honestly like i'm still alive <laughs> like it makes me more and more comfortable with who i am like i'm like That's this what i'm saying i, I agree am. with you yep. like i have a voice but sometimes the voice doesn't say everything exactly on point right that's okay like that's what it is to be a human and yeah I start reading i don't know months ago and it's based on like jan spiller's astrology of your north node and the yep. more i read i actually have it right next to my chair where i meditate and pull cards every morning and just whenever I feel called, I just open to my North Node is in Leo. I just open to a random spot and I read. And that's like my message. And like, it's like I slowly unravel. I didn't read the whole section. I still haven't read it. But like more and more of who I am and who I'm called to be and the parts of me that are not so perfect. Well, why? Like there's a reason for that, right? There's mm-hmm. a reason why I'm introverted. And for so many years, I shunned that side of myself. Like I kept it in the shadows. It's like, no, I have to learn how to speak out. And I have to learn how to be vocal. And a lot of it stems from my childhood. My mom was like, don't be like this and don't be like that. But that's yeah. who I am. Right. And there were so many just yeah. people in my life that told me this story, like, don't be like that. Because why society says that's not how you should be. But now I'm like, fuck it. Like, this is who I am. Like, sometimes I need to just retreat completely and be in my own little cave and be introverted and not connect with other people. And then I need to go out and do that. But I have to yeah, give myself permission to be who I am. And I talk about this with my husband all the time. Like, it's just who I, like we're completely different people. And sometimes it causes conflict and other times it just works so beautifully because I show him how to go in and he shows me how to go out. That's that what balance. life is about. That balance, right? It's yeah. the end of his young. Yeah. And you know, what's really powerful is that we're in a sixth year, right? So two, 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 you add that up. The sixth card of the major arcana is the lovers. And it discusses like, of course, me putting in my tarot to this, but it's the lovers card. And the lovers card has this, you're familiar with the tarot, it has the masculine and the feminine. And it's like this embodiment and balance of the masculine and feminine energies. And we're talking about not only the internal balance, but also the external balance. Because with the lover's card, there's this whisper of the self. And as individuals, we yearn and desire to be with our counterpart or our quote unquote person, right? But yet at the same time, we don't even know what type of person we are. 
And I love that you brought up astrology because when I first got my natal chart read, I never like felt so seen and understood. And at the very same time, the way in which the words were articulated just spoke to me in such a way that I didn't have the words to really express myself. And I recognized that there was something powerful in that. And I love like the human design, the Enneagram, like all these different tools that we have for self-understanding and development. Because the more that you dive into yourself, the more that you're able to understand the inner workings and also the quantum aspect, how you ingest energy, how you digest energy, how you give energy, right? Because we are essentially energetic beings and giving and receiving energy at all times. But when we're able to understand on a quantum level, energetics level, because everything is energy, like the planets and your houses and, you know, your sign, all that stuff is all incorporated in that. So some of you are like, wait, how did she go from astrology to energy? It's all the same. It's all the same. But it's just like the way that it's interpreted is slightly different. And it gives you the opportunity to self-explore. And I think through that self-exploration, there's this deeper understanding of others. And when we allow those, those dual you know, energetics of allowing an ending to happen through a beginning to start, right? Allowing the, the masculine and the feminine to kind of co-create together and integrate and we begin to integrate. Like, I want this thing. You're like, I really want to generate more freedom in my life. I really want to generate more abundance in my life. I really want to generate a sense of joy in my life. And when you embody that from an internal standpoint as like a, as a emotion, then you put things in motion outside of yourself. So the beauty of the, the lover's card, I think, to stepping into this upcoming year is the understanding of that duality of like the inner expansion is also going to cause the external expansion, but the inner part has, you have to start there. And like the beginning again and the starting anew is like start with you. Yes, I was thinking everything that you just said and and tying it all together, right? That is the beauty of new beginnings is really like knowing yourself, knowing yourself and who you are and feeling seen and feeling heard. And then you understand how you are in relation, right? Like how you are in relation to others. And you can be more authentically yourself, not who you others expect you to be, right? And just really just step into that power, right? The year of the water tiger, like just stepping really into that. And I think that's what this year really embodies is a knowing of self and then a sharing of that in community, right? A knowing that's what the first card is, is really just really stepping and owning your power. And I wrote this down earlier when you were talking, like, that's how you start the fire, right? That's really the first step is your desire, like what you love, like the simplest exercise. And I know Julia Cameron does this in the artist way is writing, you know, not only what you loved as a child, but like, what did you have in your room? Like, what did you play with? Lisa Frank, everything. Lisa Frank, anyone else? Yeah, Lisa (laughs) Frank. Oh my God. Yes, yes. I love you posted that a while ago. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I was obsessed. Yeah. I found my sticker book in my mom's place. And I was like, of course. And she's (laughs) Lisa Frank. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I was obsessed with Lisa Frank. My grandfather, he didn't drive. And so I used to, it's the only time I ever rode the city bus in Florida. 
And this is back in the 80s. And we used to go to Publix. And every time we went, I picked up a different like Lisa Frank sticker book or collection. Like that was yes, my thing. Girl. I was the Lisa Frank collection. <laughs> my thing was Target. I was like, every time I went to Target, and I'm not going to lie, like I was like a bad girl. But my mom would be like, no, Shelly, we're not getting it. I would freaking steal it. I was like, I'm getting my Lisa Frank. I was yeah. so naughty. Yeah, like, I need my Lisa Frank. You don't understand, okay? Oh, my God. I love it. And now my modern-day Lisa Frank is tarot and oracle card. Right? Same. And, like, the colors, too. Like, I'm always, like, a black person. I love black. But, like, more recently, I think I'm also coming back to, again, like, that childhood being where I love those, like, pops of color and, like, the different colors. And I think that it really inspired me to take a different action step too. And it's so yeah. interesting that you asked, like, what did you play with as a child? Like, go back to that because that was when you were so, gosh, like, so you at your rawest form. And it's like, go back to that, awaken that up because when you go there, when you do that, when you put yourself in that, that space energetically, that you come out, start blooming again, you know? Yes. And it opens love that so much creativity, right? It opens those yes. of, of what, like as a child, like my own dance school. And I used to have like this dollhouse and I would sit for right. hours and create stories of these dolls and their families and their names and what they played with and what they did. Every, it was just, like crazy to think about. And she says to recreate it too. And, and that's what I did. I remember after I wrote that ritual of going through that process, I remembered I had a chair. I love to read. Like every Tuesday, my mom would take me to the light. And that's why to this day, I still read every morning. But I bought a reading chair up to my bedroom. So I never had one in my bedroom, like a really comfy, like reading chair. Obviously, like an adult version. When I was a kid, it was a rocking chair with my name on it. Or like cubbies. I used to have these little cubbies where I put all my things, like my favorite things that really like made me feel creative and love. So my husband bought a little cubby and I go, oh my God, it's our cubby. And now it has records instead of toys. But like every time I see it, it reminds me of the child like me, right? And why did I love, like, why did you love that, right? Why did you love it? What kind of feeling or emotion did it evoke within you? And that's just a beautiful way to begin again, right? To begin that process, to remember who you are innately, and then to practice that at whatever stage you are in your life, you know, even... No matter how old you are, you know, I'm 40 and I still act sometimes like I'm five, you know, but that's what it means. I'm with you. Alive. I'm totally with you on that. Love that so much. And you have a community. Can you tell us a little bit about your community? Tell us a little bit about what you got going on there. Yeah, actually, it so beautifully intertwines with everything we talked about. I have a number of communities. The one that I am relaunching again in March, haven't picked out a date. But if you follow me on Instagram at Mozen underscore wellness, I will be launching or releasing the date very soon. And that is my live vibrant, speaking of Lisa Frank, uh, my live vibrant sisterhood and the graphics, everything behind it. It's all the colors of the rainbow. I mean, colors are energy, right? Orange is the color of creativity and yellow is the color of courage. And it's really a whole journey of everything we talked about. It was originally a self-study course, and now I run it live because I really feel like people need to gather in sisterhood. As women, we need to gather, we need to commune, we need to share this together so we know that we're not alone. And it's an eight week, sometimes I extend it to 10, sometimes 12. I really just feel into whatever the sisterhood needs every time I run it. And I have amazing guest teachers, 
We learn about astrology. We learn about human design. I have a plant magician. She's a plant magic and herbalist. Love it. Uh, yoga Nidra. This time I'm going to have an Akashic Records healer also to teach us about Akashic Records. It's just a whole journey of learning who you are spiritually, physically, emotionally. So you can share that in the world. So you can uncover, you know, what it is you're here to do on earth, right? As the Japanese say, you're ikigai. Like, what is your reason for being? And to share that in community. And that's why I really love to yeah. run it live where everybody gets a chance. And a lot of the teachers are actually students of the program or past students. They all get to share their own magic, right? Each one gets to shine in their own way. And together, we all support and love on each other. And it's just such a beautiful thing to be a part of, to be a creator of. I'm all of the above. I wear all the hats. It's just really beautiful. I also have a membership. I love that. I have a membership for also for uh, women entrepreneurs to learn all the technical ways, you know, to start your business, run your business, social media, but but with a spiritual flair. Because again, just like you, I don't like to plan too many things. I don't use content calendars. <laughs> I use minimal nope. technology. It's like pen to paper. Like even as we were talking, yeah. ideas were flowing and I was just writing them down. I always have a notebook nearby. And that's my digitally savvy membership. And my podcast, the Alive Podcast, that's my other community. And I also have a community on Facebook. So lots of micro communities, but they all just blend so beautifully together. And every day, I just thank God, Universe Spirit. I have such gratitude for being able to do this work and to continue to do the work. Yeah, such a light. Thank you so much for just putting yourself out there and for creating such an amazing like platform for not only others to listen in and peep in, but also be a part of. I think that is just like one of the most, the biggest gifts anybody can really give to the world. It's like, Hey, like here I am. This is what I do. And here's my community. You know, here you can tap into, you can nurture yourself a little bit because it's hard, not hard, I don't think, but probably not the right word. But you can listen to somebody on a podcast. And then it's like, okay, that was great for that split second. But I want more. How do I do that? How do I build? And I love that you're giving people a platform to like take what you're working with and what you're sharing and like apply it in a space that's like a safe space. And all that you do, I love your energy. And again, such an easy podcast recording. It's just like flows. I love it so much. I feel the same. Like to this day, your episode is one of my most listened on my podcast because I think people can feel that. They can feel just the real connection between the two of us and just everything is just light and easy and free. And and again, I think it's because we don't plan. Like we have the same... I agree. (laughs) I totally agree. It's like, yeah, and we're just like, you know what, spirit, like do your thing. Like, where do you want us to go with this? Like, what do our listeners need? Like, Where can we also open ourselves up to be playful and allow the universe to play with us to allow us to be that instrument that allows what is intended to be heard instead of curtailing, you know, the idea of a structured idea of what needs to be said, you know? Yes, yes. And I'm being so flexible with the babe today because he was just on one, so... If you still hear him in the background, he's still awake. <laughs> <laughs> no, as I say, every time I hear him, it brought me such joy. You know, I don't have children yet, but the universe isn't going to give me too many more years biologically. <laughs> so I could believe in spirit all I want. But yeah, it's just so beautiful to hear to hear him in the I background. Appreciate really. it. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so, so much for carving out this time for us. 
and my listeners here on the Woo Woo Woman podcast. I'm so excited to share all that you have going on in the show notes, the links to what you have going on in your community, as well as your podcast, because I totally agree with you. I think that the women need to come together and commune and just get out there and run with it. You know, we need to be able to not only have that community to nurture ourselves, but also that community to like, there's no competition. Like I want us all to succeed. I want us all to flourish. I want us all to thrive in whatever capacity that is. And just love where each and every one of us are and what each and every one of us bring. Yes. Yes. That's the intention behind everything that I do. And I'll send you yeah. a link to the Live Vibrant uh, program. Yes, please. Would love that. Thank you so much, Shelly. I mean, words cannot even express my gratitude and the way I feel whenever we're in conversation. But thank you so much for thank having this you. time today and for this beautiful conversation. And I need to spend more time with you. It always brings up such divine energy and blessings. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get together in person and uh, hit record on one of our phones and just let the podcast people for itself. Yeah, too. totally. <laughs> we love that so much. And I appreciate you. I appreciate what you bring and how you also strike so many chords within me and inspire me in so many different ways. And you're such a light to this community and you're such a light to the world. And I'm so grateful to know you. And I'm so grateful to be working with you in any and every capacity. So thank you so much for being here with us. And of course, we will definitely have you back on the pod again, as always. Thank you. Thank you. Mutual more. Besitos. (laughs) Besitos. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.